Welcome to The Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We're in episode 43 of season four, the very best one yet. What is up, The Daily Grinders? My name is Kelly, your host as always. We have a new segment, a new feature that we're doing on social, and we want you to be a part of it. The Daily Grind, that's the name of our podcast. What does The Daily Grind mean to you? Our simple phrase, following a certain routine every morning to start your day or on a larger scale that shapes the outlook on your life. Submit yours on our direct link form, direct.me slash dailygrindpod, or visit us on social at dailygrindpod and get featured. excited to have two special guests on today's podcast and also part of our virtual event the grind of a career coach we have plenty of great topics to discuss on today's episode as well as everyone attending uh, today's uh, virtual event here get the party started here we'd like to welcome our special guests Shavi Chavan and Cassie Spencer so welcome to the show we will provide a little background on both of them uh, to get them warmed up into into today's virtual event and talking about their own daily grind literally so really exciting to have our event panel here and to learn a lot of great things in regards to career coaching uh, the grinds and in and out of their own experiences uh, both in the shoes of them but also giving us recommendations uh, key takeaways and uh, plenty of tips and tricks for us to level ourselves in our own careers so I will start with uh, Shavi here. Uh, so Shavi, she's an established career coach who has helped over a thousand professionals in their careers. She's a Columbia alumni with extensive knowledge in finance and career advice. Her work is seen on multiple social media platforms such as Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. She's very active and engaging on all platforms. Has been accredited to providing many people with great career advice. Welcome to the show, Shavi. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much. Uh, that's, a, um, that's a quick introduction and uh, definitely here to help and answer some questions that um, the audience might have. Yes. Likewise. So, yeah, we bundle up a lot of great uh, questions from our audience, from our daily grinders out there, you know, our um, younger demographics, so high school students, college students, as well as our recent grads look at their own respective industry. And it's really great to have you on the show uh, and be a part of, again, like I mentioned in the intro, to really soak up your knowledge in this space. So can you provide maybe a brief intro on yourself as well as we'll, we'll tee into some of our inter- interview topics here? Sure, uh, sure, Kelly. So I'll just uh, take that. Um, right now I'm working as a senior manager slash associate director with one of the big fours, right? Um, and I am in quantitative finance. So I basically work with predictive modeling within financial services. So that's what I do as a part of my day job. I have been um, actively mentoring and coaching 
a lot of students for the past two years. So I've been um, on various social media platforms such as YouTube, Instagram, of course, LinkedIn a little bit here and there as well, um, and really helping the younger generation, the young professionals, as we would call them, um, maybe who have just graduated from, uh, you know, uh, maybe college, right, or maybe two or three years of work experience. And sometimes we tend to get lost. Um, even I was lost back in the day, 2010. I didn't know what to do. And I was looking for mentorship or coaching from different uh, people in my organization. And at the time I was working with Goldman Sachs and it really gave me the leverage to talk to leaders where you, um, you know, people might not have access to that kind of great advice that is coming up from leadership at big, big firms and, and, uh, and uh, big leadership, right? So that's where I started to think through that I have gathered all this knowledge and all these answers over the years, uh, three years, four years, five years. And uh, this knowledge can definitely help somebody in need who is maybe as confused as I was uh, when starting and everybody is. So um, that's why I started to get into this space um, with the intent of helping, helping um, uh, the young professionals. And of course, since I am in STEM, so science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, right? I am a quant, uh, quant finance. So, and there is a dearth or scarcity of also women in tech or women who take up STEM courses. So I also wanted to establish that, you know, this is not just a career path that uh, maybe our uh, male colleagues can take, but also very lucrative and very valuable for our women colleagues as well. Yeah, really well, Shavi, and it's really cool to hear your background and how you started and what got you really intrigued in this area. Would you pinpoint a moment in your life or uh, like a light bulb moment in regards to you making a career now as, as a coach, or is that something you envisioned along the way? So uh, Kelly, that's that's a very interesting question, right? And I'll just start with an anecdote. You have, um, you know, a, a, a sage who's sitting, right? And somebody comes in and tells him that, can you please help me quit sugar? And the sage says, you know, I can't help you right now. You have to come back in a week, right? And then they go back in a week and then they say, sage, can you please help me quit sugar? And they say, no, not right now. Come back in a week. And then after that, after two weeks or three weeks, that's when the sage says, okay, sure. Now I can help you quit sugar. So this person asks them, why didn't you help me in the first place? So the, the coach, the sage says that, you know, at myself, I was eating a lot of sugar, so I can't really help you with something that I'm already struggling with. So what I, what I want to say, Kelly, right here is that as young professionals, um, we are confused uh, coming in and we do require a little bit of experience and a little bit of uh, understanding of the way to help the younger professionals take that way as well. So there was no light bulb moment, I would say, and the for the past 12 years, I've been in corporate and I have mentored a lot of young professionals coming in and I was seeing the same questions come again and again. Um, so that's how I started to think through that maybe this can help others as well. And that's when Shivi Talks really happened. And uh, there, there was a connect, right? Uh, because I grew over 100,000 followers in six months of establishing that mm -hmm. channel. So mm -hmm. people really saw value and uh, that was a clear sign that, you know, it, it's helping people. It's a value addition for the people. And that's why I, I, I thought that let's 
do this as you know as also something that we do on the side and continue to help people so there was no i would say light bulb moment it mm-hmm. was all very organic it happened right. slowly uh, but once we were there you know we were there so Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. To, that's great to hear. And uh, again, making a difference in your respective community as well as from an online and in-person presence. Best of both mm-hmm. worlds. Uh, keyword value talked about. That's that's so key in today's society, but also within our own career and what we want to do um, in our future outlook ahead. Uh, can you talk about, you know, tell us about uh, working with individuals as they transition into a, a different difficult part in their life? So Kelly, I think the most uh, difficult part of of the life, right, is transitioning from college to corporate. Um, and uh, we don't have a rule book for that. Uh, we we do these academic projects in college, which are graded out of ten, and ten is the is the hallmark of success. So if you score a ten on ten, that's when you are successful. Mm-hmm. But real life does not look like that. Real life is more like a game, right? So sometimes you lose. Sometimes you win. And even the best of the players, for example, Roger Federer, he'll start at a zero every time he goes to the court. So business is like that. Corporate is like that. But in academics, we are not trained like that. So that's almost a mindset shift that has to happen from um, a fixed mentality to a growth mindset. And a lot of our colleagues who who have played competitive um, sports, who have been in athletics, they understand this very well, that even if you succeed 50% of the time, 60% of the time, that's a very good score because um, you're not going to win 100% of the time. And that's what our academics train us to do. So that is one of the um, harder transitions um, as, um, as I've felt and I've seen young professionals make as well. The other thing that also happens, Kelly, there is that um, at least from the educational background that I come in, right? Uh, I decided that I want to study science when I was 16. Right. And at 16, like I couldn't decide what I wanted to wear that day. So <laughs> deciding a subject at such a young age, it's it's uh, it's not fair. Uh, right. For a lot of young professionals and they um, they are 21, 22. They've spent five or six years doing something that they don't truly enjoy or they did because of the peer pressure or parental pressure. And now they want to make a switch. And uh, the funny thing, Kelly, is that. Um, every 20-year-old thinks that they are too old and every 40-year-old thinks that they are too young. <laughs> so it's a conundrum, right? A 21-year, 22-year-old might be thinking that, oh, I've uh, you know, spent so much time doing this and now I have to do it, right? I have to continue to do it because I've given like five years. But um, it's not so that uh, you, you can change your career at 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. Um, the other thing, Kelly, that is also interesting and um, happens a lot um, is that, for example, in my father's age, it was fine for him to work the same job for 35 years um, and just continue and then uh, retire from that. But now things drastically change even five years down the line, 10 years down the line. So if you've done your bachelor's 10 years ago, uh, you likely the knowledge of that matter is already obsolete. So you have to continue to reskill. So these are kind of transitions that I've seen um, with 
with individuals as they transition into more difficult part of life. So what I would like to focus on is goal-oriented coaching. And uh, goal-oriented coaching meaning that you should know where you're going. And only then we can backtrack and really think about the path that you are going to take. Otherwise, uh, the probability of you stumbling onto success is zero, right? You can't wake up and you're like, oh, today I'm going to be successful, but you don't even know what you're measuring it against. So these are some coaching items that I continue and tend to use with our uh, with our clients. Yes, Shabi, this is really great. Again, shining light uh, in this area, talking about the key from uh, transitioning from college to, to corporate, that educational component, as well as uh, shifting careers. Uh, you hit the nail on the head in regards to uh, it's totally fine and respectable. And we've seen really great success stories out there of people changing jobs within a year, less than a year, whatever the time frame may be. So uh, and I love that you talked about goals because we're really passionate about that on the podcast and uh, sharing it with our audience uh, to in today's episode. Uh, speaking of advice, again, you've gave, gave us a lot so far early on uh, in this interview here. What would be the biggest piece of advice to people who are in the middle or will be starting their job search in the future? It might be hard to narrow down just one <laughs> piece of advice, if you, but if you want to sprinkle over, you like uh, share with us uh, on today's show. Uh, sure, Kelly. So I'll, I'll just give like two, right? And two very, very important piece of, pieces of advice, right? We, over, we generally overestimate what we can do in a day and we underestimate what we can do in a year. That's, that's very important. I've learned it the hard way. So what happens is we start to think that our career is a sprint and we start to run very, very fast. Um, and then we run out of steam two days, three days, a week, two weeks, right? Uh, that, that's generally what happens. But if we are really pacing our career and our moves strategically to the goal that we are moving towards, then there is a higher likelihood of us succeeding. And even if we do not hit the goal in a year, year and a half, two years, but we will be much closer to the goal had we been if we were just extreme and not consistent. So that's number one. The other thing, uh, Kelly, the, which is also interesting, right? And I, I like to take this example. So for example, right now I'm sitting in New York um, and I start to drive towards um, somewhere in California, right? Uh, uh, let's say, and uh, I'm going to California, but midway I decide, oh no, I want to head to Texas. Right. And then I start driving towards Texas and then I say, oh, no, this is not going to work. I want to go to, um, you know, some somewhere in the up north, say Washington area. So I'll start driving towards Washington. And what will happen, Kelly, I'll not reach anywhere because I do not know where I'm going. <laughs> right. So it, to decide our pathway and to decide our direction, it's just so important to identify where it is that you're going. And uh, a lot of uh, us like we we are not sure. And uh, what I've really found helpful is uh, answering the question, where do you see yourself in five years, truthfully to yourself. And you don't have to be as um, straightforward or honest. Um, in the interview session, you can be a little bit more uh, um, catered to the job description and to the interviews, but it should be really clear in your head where you're going and uh, where do you see yourself in five years. And that is really the starting point to building a sustainable plan, to building a consistent plan and uh, to recalibrating if uh, your strategy do not work. Yeah, really well said, Shabi. Just having that roadmap, that that pathway for us to like clearly visualize where we are today and then where we're heading in the, in the long term here. 
Uh, do you have any people who seemed hopeless regarding their future, but were able to make a major turnaround with the help of your coaching or can you provide an sh- example or something you've worked with in the past or more recently? Yep, Kelly. So uh, I have a, a lot of people who, <laughs> who've been, uh, you know, have found value in uh, what I provide. And uh, Kelly, as, as a coach, right, I always say that I'm not bringing anything new to the table. This is all the things that, you know, everybody knows. But sometimes along the way, we tend to forget. So sometimes you just need somebody to remind you that, you know, this is the pathway or this is the strategy. And um, I've uh, I've never believed that, uh, you know, it's something that uh, I'm coming up with or it's an original thought. It's just I act as a reminder to people. And uh, that's what my job is as a career coach. So what I do, Kelly, is that um, have a very detailed conversations with our candidates and clients and really understanding where they're going and their goals and then uh, trying to identify how to how to take them there so we've had great success stories uh, where uh, people have landed dream jobs right uh, in big fours or bigger investment banks um, and uh, they write to me after that right and they tell me that you know I was able to land this um, because of your guidance and and your uh, apprenticeship now this takes a time, right? So this is not like that I'm providing coaching, uh, say today, and you'll see results a month from now. It's an ongoing process. And even more so when you have a fixed mindset that requires a little bit of rewiring for you to start looking at the opportunities. So for for some of my clients who have um, been a very, I would say, a very disheartened uh, with, with their outcomes in the past, they take a little bit longer to see results. Uh, maybe they can take up to six, six months to one year because they have to consistently be um, helped in terms of reminding them and then working on their skills. So yeah, a lot of definitely a lot of stories, but most of the great stories take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really well said. Thanks for shedding light in this area again, uh, what you do uh, day in out. So speaking of uh, the daily grind of Shavi here, can you take us through the day in the life of a career coach? So <laughs> it's it's a uh, um I, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Not No two days are the same, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Every day is different and every day what you're doing is different and how you are helping people is different. Um, so I, I wake up quite early, I would say 5.30ish, right? Uh, I do have um, a habit of meditating in the morning. So I do take uh, med- morning meditations quite seriously. Um, sometimes I do have to travel to work. So I do take the train and then, you know, just on the way to work, I might be, Um, replying to my emails or uh, helping um, some of our queries that have come in. And then um, the entire day, there might be one-on-one personal coaching sessions that might have been uh, set up. So I take up those, right? Uh, Or there might be uh, more administrative uh, uh, opportunities to maybe update our content or update um, what are the materials that we present to the client, right? And uh, it's not always about the client work, but at the background also a lot of work goes in, as as you would rightly know, that, uh, for example, if you're working with an individual XYZ, you really have to understand their profile well. You really have to understand their goals well. And all of that preparation takes time and uh, just for you to understand. So uh, personally, I do not like to schedule more than two conversations every day because it can be taxing and I want to give the best um, of my abilities to everybody that I interact with. 
Um, then uh, eventually in the uh, evening sets in and then uh, you are a little bit relaxed right uh, and then you can continue to do your other stuff that that you might be working on so those are in a nutshell what i do but of course um, creating content is also a part of the game and more so because it also enables us to help a larger set of people Right. So, for example, uh, my social media channels have a reach of about a million a month. Um, and that's I, I look at it not as a statistic. I look at it as a million lives. Maybe even if 20 percent found value in what I've created, that's 200,000 lives. So that's pretty significant number. So creating content is also a part of the entire uh, pipeline that I would say that that keeps it going. Yes. Uh, thanks for sharing, Shami. And I, even to, like you mentioned, every day is different, but do you have a favorite part or task or activity you do uh, during the day or just in uh, your role as a career coach as a whole? Mm -hmm. So um, I do love interacting with the clients. I think I'm a very uh, interactive person. I, I like to talk a lot. So that will be my favorite part of the day uh, where I'm actually talking to the clients and really helping them. Um, and of course, uh, everything else has to be done. So you have to review the profiles and you have to do your materials and content and everything like that in advance. But the real meeting is is where uh, I, I'm truly engaged 100%, 110% even, and then really able to add value. Mm -hmm. that, that's really great to hear. And can we even talk a little bit, go a little more depth on uh, the content that you create? Uh, you know, Shavi talks, uh, what we see on social media and everything. Like, how do you come about with the topics that you create or focus on in on? Is that coming from your clients or your audience? Um, how do you be, uh, formulate those ideas and then put them, you know, go live with them? Mm hmm. Yep. So Kelly, um, I do plan my content uh, in advance uh, for about 15 days. So that's uh, that's how long I plan my content for. I do Q&As um, every month or maybe on a two month basis. And then we do have a lot of questions coming in. And then I identify which questions of them are repeat questions so that we can create content that can be useful to a large number of audience. Right now here, it is important to know that you if, if you create create um, content on very difficult topics, um, then it is likely to get lower engagement, even though you are going to put in a higher research for that. And the reason is that not everybody has the same issues. So what I try to do is, at least for my content that goes out live, I try to keep it a little bit more generic, a little bit more what um, an, an individual might have, uh, right? More individuals might find value in. So this is how I think through. And then of course you have comments coming in. So you create a piece of content and then you'll have several comments that will always expand on what you have created or ask questions around it. So that, that gives you more hooks as to what you can continue to create and what are people looking for. Right. Um, and then definitely, Kelly, what is important is that even though those comments come in, come in and then we do create content around that, but I do also try to answer everybody in, individually in these comments because, number one, these are individuals who have decided to give me their time, so which I really, really value and appreciate, right? Uh, and then, of course, um, again, it's not a statistic for me. Every username is is an actual individual, actual life, actual person that maybe they will find value or they will find it helpful, whatever I give it to them. Yes, I think it comes full circle, Shavi, like you adding value, but also helping them stay goal oriented in what they're doing each and every day. And 
uh, whether it's coming across uh, like a reel that you put together or something they watch a video on or just a post in general, in addition to your role as a career coach, I think that makes it makes waves uh, in your respective industry, which is so key. I, I know you talked about earlier on in the interview, um, like your motivation behind uh, becoming a career coach and how that grind influenced you, know, you to uh, make sure others don't have face that similar struggle. What would you say like motivates you on a day in, day out? Like what keeps you, you've been in this space for over a decade. Like what motivates you uh, every day to continue to do what you do as a career coach? So uh, Kelly, what I've realized is motivation will not get you too far. <laughs> it, it generally doesn't, right? And uh, even for me, what I, uh, I do have days of struggle where I really struggle to be, um, be productive or uh, create content or uh, help people. But what I've really seen is that discipline and consistency would really take you far. So what I try to do, uh, because I know that I go in sinusoidal waves, right? I go up and down, up and down. So whenever I'm up, I try to create and do as much as I can so that I can actually, for my downtime, I can have the law of averages, right? And uh, um, you, you, you kind of average it out. And then what I also ensure that is that I do not have a lot of downtime because the inertia is also very, very important to understand that if if you do not go to the gym one day, that's fine. Two days, that's fine. One week, fine. Two weeks, then you are that person who's not going to the gym, right? So it becomes your identity. So I try to avoid that. I try to avoid long breaks, um, but definitely um, going in a, at a pace that that keeps me to go, right? Uh, it does not burn me out. But I did learn this the hard way where I did burn out for a while, uh, right? Uh, maybe three years ago where I had to take three or four months of break before creating. But then since I've been back, I just schedule my rest time. Yes, really well said. Should be uh, spot on in terms of a true daily grinder. Uh, speaking the words of what we, we're not telling her to say this on the podcast, say this is 100% true, should be here. And again, having that dis discipline and uh, consistency is so key uh, in our lives. Uh, last but not least, to, to wrap up, uh, again, uh, with should be here on, on, on today's event, how can people find you and uh, follow you on social media and learn more about what you do? Mm -hmm. So um, majority of the times, Kelly, I do create on my Instagram handle at Shivi Talks. So that is where we talk about career and um, masters, right, uh, studying abroad and so on and so forth. And then you can also find me on my LinkedIn. So that's I do not create too much there, but you will be able to see what kind of work do I do and uh, just if that is something that interests you. Wonderful. We'll put where to find Shavi uh, in our show notes. As always, a pleasure to have her on today's virtual event, The Grind of a Career Coach, uh, and uh, wishing all the best, continued success uh, in your role out there from the Daily Grind uh, podcast team. Mm -hmm. Of course, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. Really, really appreciate the opportunity. Wonderful. All right. So we are going to move along uh, throughout our our the grind of a career coach here. Uh, we will welcome our second guest uh, to the panel uh, in the hot seat, I guess you'd call, uh, Cassie Spencer. So Cassie is a career coach who believes in providing practical steps and creating connections between your experiences, passions, and skills that help you reach your goals. She offers many coaching programs, including a job search revamp and interview preparation. She also runs her own blog where she provides advice on how to overcome the stressful parts of trying to decide on a career or find the right job. So welcome to the show, Cassie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Yes, we're excited to have you on the podcast, Cassie. And part of our special 
uh, virtual event here, uh, learn from your wealth of knowledge uh, in this uh, space. Uh, can you maybe just to get the ball rolling, uh, introduce yourself on uh, our event for today and, and what you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. My name is Cassie. I am a career coach and I have worked predominantly in higher education settings. So in career services offices on college and university campuses for about the last eight or nine years. Um, so mostly working with college students, preparing for that transition from college to corporate. Um, but I also freelance career coach with a wide variety of clients, um, all ages, all industries. Um, and for the last year, I've been 100% freelance career coaching, again, all ages, all years. Um, I also host a podcast, have a blog, and just really aim to put as much career knowledge, advice, and information out into the world as possible. Yes, wonderful, Cassia. Yeah, we're excited to dive in this interview. Uh, again, learn from your uh, key practices, takeaways, and share it with our Daily Rounders on today's episode. Uh, similar to uh, mentioned with Shivi, was there a specific moment in your life when you realized that you wanted to become a career coach or something you've envisioned uh, yourself uh, all along? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think I'm a little unique compared to a lot of career coaches because not only did I have that exact light bulb moment, um, I also had it very early compared to a lot of career coaches. Many people work in corporate and then kind of have that experience of talking with people through their careers. But I was an undergraduate student, I think very typical to a lot of undergraduate students. I was changing my major a bunch of times. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I ended up um, studying abroad in London because I thought I'll go to another country. And of course, I'll have an epiphany about my own career. The, the spoilers that I came back, I did not have that epiphany. But um, throughout changing majors and all of that, I ended up in a professional writing class. And that was truly a moment that changed everything for me because not only was that the first time that I was really taught how to properly write a resume and a cover letter and I was coached through developing a LinkedIn profile. It was also when someone from the Career Center on my campus came into that classroom. And because of that, I began meeting with a career coach on my college campus. And through a handful of meetings and kind of discussing my own path and my interests and all of that, I truly had that light bulb moment one day. I interrupted my career coach in the middle of a conversation about something totally different. And I was kind of like, wait, 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 this is your job. And the career coach was like, yeah, it is. And I was like, how do I do this? This is what I want to do. Um, and so it was that light bulb moment where I realized I just loved kind of tinkering with resumes and writing cover letters. I was doing that and editing them for my friends anyways. I was a uh, quick into LinkedIn and trying to get everyone on there too. So that was really um, the moment that it clicked. And from there, I think I was already a senior. I started applying to grad schools and went to grad school to study higher education and student affairs with the pure purpose of becoming a career coach and gaining as much experience as I could throughout those two years to do what I do now. That's really great to hear. Uh, yeah, speak of literally uh, having that light bulb moment within your daily grind. Uh, talk about also too, because you mentioned uh, career coach, like for the eight, nine years, and then you fully switched to freelance. Was there another, uh, you know, something across your daily grind, literally that motivated you to pursue that direction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. So I had been freelancing throughout kind of the whole time that I was working in higher ed. Um, it was just something I knew was a possibility. And again, just a service that 
I felt like I could offer, could make a little extra money. Um, and it really was the pandemic, you know, in 2020 and 2021, I was working 100% remotely in an apartment kind of by myself in New York. Um, and I got to that point where I loved what I was doing on a college campus, but I wasn't on a college campus anymore. And I realized that I could do my job from anywhere. Um, and I had been living away from my home state for seven years at that point. Um, and so amidst that, I think like many people, we had a lot of realizations and reprioritized what was important to us and where we wanted to be. Um, and it was at, it was kind of throughout that process that I realized, I think I can do this full time on my own. And I think that that will allow me to have kind of the outside of work life that I want in the location um, that I want to be. And I also recognize that for me, um, it was really kind of the perfect opportunity to dive all in into freelancing, um, just based on where I was at in my life and the other responsibilities that I did or didn't have. Um, I knew I had the freedom and I really wanted to take advantage of that opportunity to just see like, can I do this? Um, and to kind of bet on myself a little bit. Yeah, really well said, Cassie. And also, too, as you're speaking about your your background, just I would assume probably have that flexibility and opportunity to serve a lot of others, you know, just not within uh, physically next to you, but from a wider uh, range of community, expand, expand your outreach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that has definitely been a huge plus of going 100% into freelance career coaching in this way. That's that's great to hear. And then that kind of tees me up for our next question too, Cassie, on uh, people that you work with. So uh, again, this is a, I mean, this is a very general broad question, but what would be like your biggest piece of advice to a recent or current student in the, who are in the middle or will be starting their job search in the near future? Or do you have a couple nuggets to share with us uh, on today's show? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think the first piece of advice, and I, I think this really stands for anyone, whether you're a current student, a recent grad, if you are mid-level in your career, I think exploring is really just the best piece of advice that I can offer to anyone. Explore the things that you're interested in, try new things, meet new people. Um, especially if you are a college student, there are so many opportunities to get involved and to take advantage of the opportunities that your campuses have, whether that be through internships and jobs, those are phenomenal, but you can also gain experience and try new things from you know, clubs and orgs and volunteer work and different classes and so many other things. So definitely explore, see what you like, see what you're good at. All of that type of stuff is just information that can help you then make a decision. Um, and I think often, again, for all people, we do things both in our work or academic lives, but also in our outside lives that are really valuable and that we can put on a resume or we can talk about in an interview. And sometimes we just don't know how. And I think that's where a career coach is really helpful. But recognizing that you are gaining and using skills every day, regardless of what you're doing. And that can be really valuable to exploring your career options, but also to a job search. So that's kind of one, one nugget there. Um, and then I guess the second piece, a little bit more broader for anyone job searching, make a plan. I think having a job search plan is the best way to approach a job search. And probably the number one mistake that I think all people make in job searching is that they go into it without a plan. They just kind of say one day like, oh, I think I want a job search. Or maybe they've had a really bad day at work or a rough day at school. And they're like, I need a job. And it becomes kind of this panicked approach to scrolling job boards and applying to things. Um, but when you make a plan, you can be so much more strategic. You can really identify what elements of that plan are working and what's not. 
and you can make adjustments there so that you're not getting burnt out with your, with your job search. Um, and of course, again, a career coach can be a great support in developing that plan, but also following through on that plan. Oh, these are great. Cassie, again, helping us level up in our respective role, uh, part of our life, whether currently in school or recent grad, uh, super key in terms of having that strategic plan in place and making us uh, be able to navigate uh, the next steps uh, that we take after after today's show and uh, future outlook ahead. Uh, My question, assuming you've worked with how many people already, uh, but if you could share with us, um, you know, someone in particular or that you've worked with in the past or more recently that seemed maybe lost or unsure, hopeless regarding their future, but you're able to help them make a major turnaround with the help of your coaching. Yeah, sure. So of course, uh, several examples come to mind, but I think one that um, is a really good showcase of how having a career coach can help you, but also one that feels kind of relevant, just given that layoffs are happening right now and the job market's kind of funky. And I think it's really scary for people coming out of school or in jobs that are similar to where layoffs are happening. And this was in 2020. I was um, working with a client who had just finished um, a kind of tech focused, coding focused program um, in like February of 2020. And amidst that, they finished the program and then pretty much two weeks later, the world shut down. And so just as they were starting their job search, kind of things were really up in up in the air. Um, and it was a few months after that, that I finally got connected to this person. And we started walking through the steps of updating the resume, really working on their LinkedIn profile, really going through that process of developing a plan, um, which can be challenging when you're several months into a job search and already kind of hitting that job search burnout to kind of press pause on everything and reevaluate. And I think One of the best kind of pieces and why I wanted to share this story is because it is pretty normal to kind of hit that job search burnout point and being able to press pause on on everything, reevaluate where you're at and to start to implement some new strategies or to know when you need to ask for help, whether that be from a career coach or be from your colleagues or your academic advisors or whoever it may be that's kind of in that immediate network and kind of going through that process can be such a game changer. So with this client, we went through that process of reevaluating a plan. We went through the process of updating everything that they had, resume, LinkedIn, cover letters, all of that. Um, And then really worked on some strategic networking and making sure that they were not just taking any job that was coming to them amidst what was happening, you know, in 2020 and 2021, but being strategic about the types of companies that they wanted to work at, networking with people at those companies, um, and eventually led to a paid co-op, which is essentially an internship more or less for the the listeners, um, and then a full-time opportunity. So I think just a good example, too, of how sometimes when we're flexible with what we um, are expecting, but also strategic with who we're talking to and what we're applying for, that can just really take what feels like kind of this hopeless situation or an endless job search and give us a new lens to kind of look at that. Oh, that's a really great example, Cassie, in regards to, again, everyone tuning in today's episode in in the event here of just being able to, you know, have that strategic mindset when it comes to the job search, but also 
uh, you know, with the with your help of a career coach, uh, you know, being able to reevaluate and understand where we are and where we want to go, and then networking—that's another key word. We always preach that on the ta- mm-hmm. on our podcast as well uh, for our listeners and everything to really level us up in our respective industry, and but also uh, have that uh, have that picture, that that roadmap, that career path uh, ahead of us to to really hit the ground running with. Uh, speaking of the daily grind, can you take us through the day of the life of, of Cassie here as a, as a coach? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. So I would say, um, in kind of the college setting, and I guess I should preface that as part of, um, my freelance career coaching, I do still work with college students. Um, I consult with a university and meet with students through them. So I kind of work a nice mix of opportunities and like has been said, no day is the same, but that's part of why. I love this career in general, um, but also why I love kind of doing it in the way that I am, like freelance coaching and consulting with universities. So kind of my typical average day um, is definitely checking emails, kind of seeing what's come in overnight and getting some of those out. Um, I meet with students one-on-one and other clients one-on-one. Most of that happens via Zoom now, which again means I'm meeting with people all over the country, but also all over the world sometimes. Um, depending on the day, I'm also conducting a presentation, either zooming in again to a college class or something like this, where I'm connecting with other career professionals, um, offering that insight and advice. And then outside of that, um, when I have other chunks in my calendar that's free, I'm trying to work on a variety of projects. It could be creating content that I share through my socials. Um, I have a podcast, so interviewing guests and editing those episodes, working on clients, resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn. I do a lot of content writing for clients. Um, So it's a combination of like coaching people through that process, but also doing a lot of that development on their behalf. Um, So that's kind of the biggest scope. And I would say in terms of my one-on-one meetings, depending on the topic, they're anywhere from 20 minutes to over an hour and a half. And you know, covering topics like developing a resume or writing a cover letter, um, going through career exploration topics and exercises, um, reviewing graduate school essays, optimizing a LinkedIn profile, developing that job search plan, um, and kind of working out what the next couple of weeks for that person look like, um, and so much more. So it changes every day, and it's so fun. I get to work with a lot of different people, and work on a lot of fun projects, uh, which is kind of, that's like my Monday through Friday, basically. Yeah, exciting. Again, we get to see the BTS behind the scenes, behind the scenes of, of uh, your role as a career coach. Uh, can you also tell our listeners as well, um, you know, the different topics that you cover or um, as a content creator, but also uh, share us, you know, a little bit about what to expect if they t- tune into a happens- happenstance. Is that how you pronounce it, your podcast? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so... Um, The content that I create on my socials really spans all areas of career things is kind of how I describe it because there's so many elements of our our careers. So um, definitely content through Instagram and LinkedIn and some other platforms that focus on tips for writing your resume, tips for job searching, how to go about networking in a way that isn't scary. So if I'm saying that word networking and you're like already getting scared, I trust you, there's uh, there's easy ways to do it. Um, so covering topics like that and really just trying to provide those bite-sized pieces of information in a way that's accessible and hopefully engaging and fun. 
um, I have always felt and kind of prior to starting um, really sharing a lot of career coaching information via social media, I just always felt like I had so much information in my brain and meeting with people, especially on a college campus, there were days when you know, I could meet with 15 to 20 students in a single day, um, just depending on how that office was structured. Um, and, you know, with walk-in appointments that were 20 minutes each, very easy to meet with multiple people in a day. Um, and so as you notice kind of the same questions and topics coming up and the same strategies and that type of thing, again, I just felt like there was so much information in my brain um, and information that is sometimes hard to find. There's a lot of career advice on the internet and a lot of it contradicts itself, um, and it can make for a very confusing process. So in kind of launching uh, my social media, that's really what the goal was initially, to just provide information and insight, and again, hopefully make it easy and accessible. So that's a lot of the content that I cover um, from a social media aspect. And then in May of 2022, I launched a podcast called Happenstance, um, happenstance stems from a career development theory. It's the happenstance learning theory, um, which was coined by a research um, named John Krumboltz. And essentially this theory looks at our careers and the fact that it is not a singular choice that we make in our life, but it's a series of planned things, unplanned things, the unexpected, really deliberate choices um, but kind of looking at how all of that comes together to lead us down a path and then how something else can happen. And that leads us down um, another path. And so it's a career development theory that I learned about um, throughout my graduate school experience and one that just really clicked for me. I find a lot of comfort in it, honestly, that this theory says like, yeah, you can pick a career at 18 and you can do that your whole life, but you can also not until you're 45. You can never pick a career. How we pick the career is equally as much chance as it is the planned and the research and everything. Um, and so I find a lot of comfort in that. And I think it's a nice lens to look at our careers and takes kind of the pressure off a little bit. And so as I wanted to launch a podcast that um, theory just really felt like a great premise to start with. And so all of that leading into, um, we do talk about careers on the podcast. Um, I interview some really fun guests who have just had interesting careers or who are doing really interesting kind of side projects and passion projects and really looking at what I call their happenstance moments, kind of quote unquote, in their life. So it could be that one conversation at the gym that then got them an interview and then got them a job somewhere. Um, I was just editing a podcast today and the guest I had on saw a tweet about a job and he responded to that tweet and that led to a conversation and, and that has drastically changed his whole career. Um, so conversations like that. I've also had some fun uh, guests on, it was Valentine's Day, not that too long ago. Um, and I had two guests who kind of had that happenstance like love story and how they met. And so we told their story and how that changed their careers. Um, so just a lot of fun stories like that kind of career adjacent um, is what happens on happenstance. Yeah, really well said. We'll have to have our listeners tune to not only this episode, but also uh, your podcast as well. Uh, talk about, you know, the job search strategy and accountability resources that you have to offer. This is really great, Cassie. Uh, you walked us through your daily grind. What would you say is your favorite part about your day and then your your job as a whole? Mm -hmm. 
Mm, yeah. Um, I love this question. Definitely my favorite thing about career coaching in general and as a profession is connecting the dots. And that's something that, again, I've just always felt like comes really naturally to me, but looking at someone else's experience, their skills, the thing they're interested in, and out a way to kind of put that puzzle together, either with them on a resume through a cover letter, um, but just really connecting those dots is the thing that I love the most about the work that I do and kind of that day in and day out of it. And then, of course, connecting with people. I am just endlessly amazed. And I think it's a really wonderful thing to be, you know, eight or nine years into career coaching and to still feel amazed by the people that I work with. But, you know, I just think so many people have such cool stories and such cool experiences and such cool passions and dreams and things that they want to accomplish and kind of being part of that story um, and knowing that like the reality is that we spend a lot of time working. And for a lot of us, we spend more time either with our coworkers, if we're physically going into an office than we do with a lot of other people who are important to us or just working in general. And so being able to be part of people's career journeys and helping them kind of connect those dots, helping them, I often say like make their next career move, find companies that they're passionate about, find work that they love doing and that they feel value and fulfillment from um, is really special and definitely something that keeps me coming back to it day in and day out. And, you know, I think it's been said before tonight and I'm sure so many other career coaches feel this way, but it's definitely challenging, like creating content and doing these other things. There is that grind to it. Um, but knowing that I get to be part of people's journeys and, and help them to get to the point where they want to be, uh, definitely keeps me, keeps me coming back. I don't think I could do anything else. Yeah, that's really, that's really good to hear Cassie and what, what you've done today, what you've done, uh, in the past, uh, so many people and uh, it just continues to the best is yet to come. Uh, yeah, we're excited for you and what, what you've done, uh, respectively in, in this industry, your role, uh, your, your expertise, not just saying sharing it on today's episode, but the, the mom people, uh, in your network and, and expanding that outreach is, is huge for us to learn and, and grow, uh, in our own respective careers. Uh, yes, last but not least, Cassie, how can people find you, follow you on social media, learn more about your story? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, you can pretty much find me across all social media platforms at Career Coach Cassie, um, and Cassie is spelled C-A-S-S-I-E. I'm sure it'll be tagged, um, but you can find me there, and there's pretty much links to everything um, from there as well. I'm also on LinkedIn, so definitely feel free to connect with me on there and to see the content I'm sharing there. A little bit different from some of the other stuff I share on like Instagram and other platforms um, like that, so I try to switch it up a little bit just based on the, the audience. And then I also have Happenstance, the podcast, um, which is available on Apple and Spotify. New episodes of that come out every Friday. Um, and again, just a range of topics and people um, on there. So that's where you can connect. Definitely happy to answer questions, provide insight, advice, all of that type of stuff. Wonderful. We'll put where to find Cassie in today's show notes. As always, another great re uh, resource and individual talented uh, coach we have on our event for today. So yes, that wraps up our, our interview discussions here. Quite the grind, literally, from both Shavi and uh, Cassie. Uh, we really appreciate them coming on today's uh, event, The Grind of a Career Coach. Thanks for tuning into The Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Brian Pod. 
please also remember to visit our website www.kjfwi.org and shop our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. 